0: Put your hands together and welcome our guest, Dr. Dave Martin, to the stage today. Dr. Dave, in the house.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Hey, before, you, before you sit down, look, look around you and find the best looking person you can. Once you, once you find them... I want you to look right at him tell him this tell him the rest of your life will be the best of your life all right that 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 was pretty good but i think we can do better look look at your second choice look at at this okay no don't do that don't do that just point point to yourself point to yourself say the rest of my life will be the best of my life now i'm gonna get you to say that as much as i can today because what you continually hear, you'll eventually believe. How many believe your life could get better? Yeah. How many believe the Bible? Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. He said that you might have and enjoy. How many want to enjoy your life? I mean, not just when you get to heaven, but while you're here, that you might have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full, till it overflows. If you believe that one more time, say the rest of my life. Of my life. It'll be the best of my life. Yes. Amen, you can be seated. Man, it's so good to be at Journey Church today. How many love your church? Woo! I tell you what, you, how could you not love this church? I mean, and how many love your pastors? How many for Pastor JJ and Liz and their family? Man, I tell you, if you're looking for a church I wouldn't look any further. I'd just get planted here. The Bible says when you get planted, your life will flourish. So you want to see your life flourish, your relationship flourish, your business flourish. Get planted. Get planted in God's house. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what, there'll be, there'll be some, some Sundays you don't feel like coming to church. But those are the Sundays you should definitely be at church. Has anybody, ever, has anybody here ever not felt like coming to church? Let me see your hand. Okay. It may not feel like coming, but yet you came anyway. Yeah. Okay, I mean, didn't feel like coming, you came anyway. And when you left, you said, man, I sure am glad I went to church today. Yeah. And, uh, and so I encourage you, every chance you can, get here to the house of God. And I promise you, it's going to make your life uh, so much better. Life is a gift. And uh, God gave us this gift called life. I think life was meant to be enjoyed just like gifts are meant to be enjoyed. My, my wife and I, my wife, I love gifts. I love giving gifts. I love, how many love giving gifts? How, do I get, how many like getting gifts? Yeah, my, my wife knows I love to give gifts. And we just had our anniversary uh, uh, a few weeks ago. Our, our, uh, we've been happily married now for 17 years. And um, just had our 25th wedding anniversary. Some of y'all get that later. You're you're slow, but you're worth waiting on. I'm gonna wait for you there. She said, she she, she woke up. She said, honey, she goes, you know, today's our anniversary. I said, I know. She said, I had a dream last night. You're gonna give me a diamond necklace. She said, what do you think that means? I said, you know what? Tonight at dinner, when I give you your gift, you're gonna find out. What she was, she was so excited we went to dinner that night and I gave her a gift. she's ripping the paper off of it i I bought her this book on the meaning of dreams and uh' I had no idea what it meant but uh I hope that helped her but life is a gift right and and so life was meant to be enjoyed you got to unwrap it like. Pastor JJ is one of, uh, one of the most incredible preachers. You guys are blessed so much by his communication, but don't expect me to preach as good as him. I can't preach that good, so I, but I, I'm not going to try to be him, right? I got to be me. I got to be me. You got to be you. I can't be T.D. Jakes. I can't be, you know, Joel Osteen. Hey, Amen. I love it. Every day is a Friday. I love it. I love that, but I, I got to be me, right? Someone the other day introduced They said, what's Dave Martin like? Someone said, he's kind of a mixture between Joel Osteen and Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> so, what in the world? To, just hold your Bible up and say, get her done. Get out of All I'm saying is you just got to be you, right? You got to, I couldn't think of anything worse than getting a gift and not enjoying it. Could you imagine giving someone a gift? They said, oh, thanks, and just set it on the table. I picked that out just for you. And that's why God's saying, look, life. I picked out this life just for you. That's why none of us are like, some of us just take life, go, I'll try to get through it. But he said, no, this is the day that the Lord has made and you got to make a choice to rejoice. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine? Here, he's giving you this gift called life. Some of you are like, right, I just got to get through today. A couple of Christmases ago, I got my mother-in-law a gift. Uh, for Christmas, I, I got her a uh, cemetery plot. And, um, my mother-in-law. Yeah. It's uh, my mother-in-law. I, I didn't, I didn't get her anything last year. And she was mad too. She said, you didn't give me anything for Christmas this year. I'm like, you didn't even use what I got you you're saying, you know? So here's life. How do we get the most out of life? Let me ask you this question. How many like to be doing better than you're doing right now? In some area of your life, you'd like to be doing better. Okay, most of us would like to be doing better. If you're not doing as well as you'd like to be doing, it just means there's something you don't know. Now, when I heard that, I went from being a know-it-all to being a learn-it-all. Obviously, there were some things I didn't know. So I began to get into the Word of God, found out that the Word of God was full of wisdom for every area of life that I needed. Well, there's my relationships. I think you don't really have a relationship problem. You just have a wisdom problem. You don't really have a financial problem. You just have some wisdom problems. Now the word of God is full of wisdom for every area of your life. But but, but the problem is if you don't know the wisdom, you'll be believing for miracles when God's trying to give you wisdom. Now the more wisdom you have, the less miracles you'll need. Now I I believe in miracles. Okay. I'm not saying, I, I love, I believe in miracles. I could use a couple right now. But I have found that the more wisdom I have, how many have ever made this statement? If I knew back then what I know now, if I would have the wisdom then, I would have never made the choices that I made where now I need God to come through and give me a miracle when if I'd have just got some wisdom to start with. So the word of God is laid out here to get wisdom, relation. How many married people are in here? Married people. All right, got some happy ones. I mean, single people. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Whether you're married or whether you're single, there's, there's wisdom for you. There's wisdom. If you're single, there's good pickup lines in the Bible. If you need them, I mean, I'm just... Everything, everything's in there. Like the other day, I was reading the book of Numbers and I realized I don't have yours. See? It's a, it's, it's a Christian pickup line, right? It's in there. But how I many I mean married people... You and your spouse are totally different. Married people, you and your spouse. Yeah, most married. My wife and I are night and day different. She's from New York, I'm from Mississippi, different. She's from the North, I'm from the South, different. She grew up wealthy, we grew up poor, different. We, we thought you're supposed to be poor, it's poor people go to heaven. That's what they, that's what, we did everything we could to stay broke. We're, we're, my dad told us that the ice cream truck was playing music, that meant they were out. That's, that's, not, that's how we grew up. So we needed wisdom to, to figure out how to, how to work this whole thing out. And so there's wisdom for every area of your life. I want to talk to you about wisdom in one area today. And I think it's a really important area. And that's in wisdom regarding our mindset and the way we think about things. Now, um, how many would admit at some point in your life, you've limited yourself by your own thinking? Your own thing. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote a book. I spent, uh, I wrote a few books, but uh, one. I brought one with me today. I think there's a few of them left. Uh, the other two services were really smart people, so they bought all of them. I'm not sure, yeah, about you guys, but um, kidding. We'll uh, <laughs> get in trouble down here. But uh, the Bible says that Proverbs 1 verse 5, that a wise person will increase in learning. Now, if you go to my house, I got 4,000 books. Why? There's too much stuff I don't know. The difference between where you are and where you want to be is what you know. Now, just about everybody lifted their hands and said, I'd like to be doing better than I'm doing right now. So I try to learn something every day. If you want tomorrow to be different than today, learn something today that will make tomorrow different. If you go into tomorrow with the same information you have today, you won't really have a tomorrow. You'll just have a longer today. So what are you gonna learn today that's gonna make tomorrow different? So I spent thousands of hours studying great achievers, whether it's great on the baseball field, the battlefield, the business field, whatever field of life, what made them great? Because I believe that God wants you to be great. I believe he's put greatness on the inside of all of us because he created us in his image. How many believe we serve a great God? How great is our God, greatly to be praised. So greatness, the potential of greatness is already planted on the very inside of you because God said, I know the plans and the purpose that I have for you. And it's a, it's a future and it's a hope. It's good things. How many believe God is for you? I believe God's for you. I hear at Journey Church, we're for you. And I, I believe that God wants to to bless your life. And so I begin to look for principles that would, that would, uh, um, cause us or cause God to bless our life. And so I put those in this book, 12 Traits of the Greats. Like I said, there's a few of them left, and I encourage you to grab a, a, a copy of the, of the book. Just 12 different traits. Like the first one is on responsibility. I put that as the first one because um, if you can't take responsibility, uh, the rest of them aren't going to really matter anyway. As long as you keep blaming everyone else for your problems, it's, it's the government's fault. It's my wife's fault. It's always someone else's fault, right? Uh, my doctor said, Dave, you need to lose 30 pounds. I'm like, that's, that's Krispy Kreme's fault, right? <laughs> not my fault. So I could always blame someone else. But until we learn to take responsibility uh, for where we're at and the changes that we need to make, not a lot is going to change. And so that, I put that as the first chapter. Then we get into stuff like uh, um, passion. Why are you here? Everyone's got a purpose and, and discovering your passion in life. Talk about courage because I think that's a trait of great achievers. You got to be willing to take a risk, to step out, do something, do something great. Talk about a lot of different, uh, uh, a lot of different ones. there. mindset is one I want to talk about a little bit today. Oh, we talk about relationships, focus. That's a good one. The only reason people fail is broken focus. You want to destroy someone's dream? Give them another dream, break their focus, get them going two different directions. Anyway, there's, there's a whole lot of a, a good stuff in there, but but um, uh, wisdom. That's what we're getting today, a little bit of wisdom, and and that's what I've noticed that uh, they're constantly, the grades are constantly learning and growing. So when we talk about mindset, um, I try to learn something every day. Tomorrow's going to be different than today. Like, here's a good one. Uh, I I learned today a a couple new ways to spell names. I, I like to go back and sign books. So I was signing people's books, and I learned some new names and new ways to spell names. Uh, you know, even easy names, like Amy. There's like five ways to spell Amy. Cheryl, is that Cheryl with a C or Cheryl with an S? I was at Starbucks the other day, and there's a new girl in there, and I was just messing with her. She had a little badge on, Trainee. And I was like, that's funny. You know, your mom named you Trainee? Hey, Trainee. She looked at me. She said, it's Trainee. <laughs> I had no idea. You see what I'm saying? So you could always, there's always, there's always something to learn. So whatever you do, the Bible says, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Let me show you a story in uh in the Bible. Um, it's in Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And I want us just to look at some mindsets here because a lot of times we have wrong mindsets, wrong mindsets when it comes to our health, or wrong mindsets when it comes to our relationships or to our finances. And so I want us to look at, at, at this area uh, of generosity and our possessions. Now, here, here's the thing: most of us in here like how many like to give? How many like giving? Yeah, most people do. We we kind of, especially as Christians, we're created in God's image. For God so loved the world that He Gave. He was a giver, so most of us just kind of like it. I I look for ways. to give. Of course, we want to honor God here at church with our tithe, so we honor God. And then He opens up the windows of heaven, and we bring offerings, and, and that's amazing. That's how we're going to be able to. If, if God opens up the opportunity, we get to buy this building, which would be amazing. Uh, you know, it's going to cost uh, you know ten million dollars. How, how many would love to be able to say, hey, Pastor JJ, put me down for a hundred thousand? How many, How many like to? Be, it's not a pledge. I'm just asking. <laughs> Some of y'all look nervous. Like, is he taking an offering? No, I'm just asking, how many would like to be able to do that? Right. Most of us would. We We want to be blessed so that we can be a blessing. Most of us would love to be able to help more people, help our church more, help others more. I was at Taco Bell the other day, me and my son we're sitting at Taco Bell, lady next to us, planning a birthday party. I overhear the conversation. She's got a little boy, he's maybe nine or 10 years old, and he's got a list of 12 friends he wants to bring to the birthday party. His mom says, I'm sorry, you can only bring 10 friends to the birthday party. She said, but I got 12. He said, but I got 12 friends. She said, I know, but I can't afford enough pizza for 12. I can only afford enough pizza for 10 because there's this many slices per pizza and I mean, he's a little kid. He don't understand the, the pizza slices. He just wants to have all of his friends at the party. So he's getting upset. He don't understand. And his mom starts getting upset because as a mom, I'm sure she wants him to be able to have all of his friends there. But she's getting upset. He's getting upset. I'm sitting right next to him and I hear about this, this need that they have. Well, as a good Christian, as a good Christ follower, you hear about someone with a need. What would a good Christian do if they hear about someone with a need like that? Pray. Yes, exactly. We'll just pray for you. I hope it works out. It's funny to me how often we pray about situations that God's already given us the ability to solve. I don't have to pray. I could pray, Lord. I pray that you would multiply their pizza Like you did the loaves and the fishes. That's a beautiful story. Lord, you can, Lord, I just pray that you would give this mother wisdom to cut smaller slices. Yeah. Lord, let one of his friends be a vegan. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of how I could help. When all of a sudden I remembered I had $100 in my pocket. When God blesses you, He's got a lot more than you in mind. He blesses you so that you can be. A blessing. Uh, say, say this with me. Say, "I'm blessed yes. to be a blessing." Yes. So I walked over to the table. I said, "Excuse me." I said, i not. I don't mean to interrupt you guys. I wasn't eavesdropping on your conversation. I was just listening to it." Um, and I heard about the party. Look, uh, here's a hundred dollars. Invite those other two friends, and you have a great birthday. God bless you guys. And I just, I just turned around and left. Now. It wasn't about me. It wasn't like, hey, here's, here's $100. Here's one of my cards. I have a YouTube channel. Maybe check out my YouTube channel. And uh, follow me on Instagram, right? It wasn't about me. By the way, you should totally follow me on Instagram. It's if you, if you, at Dr. Dave Martin. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, so I gave her the... I just walked away. because I'm sure she got home. You're not going to believe this. We're sitting in Taco Bell. And this big, bald angel came. <laughs> with a hundred dollars and I'm blessed to be a blessing. It's like in this building here, there, there's water pipes. Just like in your home, there's water pipes in, in your home or in this building. What is the purpose of those water pipes? The purpose of the water pipes is to distribute water. It takes water from one part of the building to another part of the building. The purpose of the water pipes is not to get wet. The purpose is to distribute water. The purpose of God's blessings in our life are not so we can get blessed, but they're so that we can be a blessing, so that we can be a distribution of God's blessing. Now, how many know in the process of the water per, uh, distributing, the pipes distributing water, how many of the pipes are going to get wet? Not the purpose of the pipe. It is part of the process. And in the process of me being a blessing, my prayer every day Lord, make me a distribution center of your blessings. Bless me so that I can bless others. And as I do, God blesses me. It's what the Bible says. How many believe the Bible? Okay, about half of you. Try it again. So the Bible says if I'm a blessing, God blesses me. Now I can be an even greater blessing. So I'm blessed to be a blessing. And I get into this cycle of, of giving, receiving, giving. It's like breathing in, breathing out. They kind of go together. Can't have one without the other. And so now I'm blessed to be a blessing. Lord, make me a distribution center. So now here's where I see this story in Luke chapter 10. So we have that mindset. And there's a couple of mindsets I saw in this story. And I want to look at them real quick. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. And Jesus answered by telling a story. There's this man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho and on the way he was attacked by robbers. that took his clothes, beat him up and went, went off leaving him half dead. Well, luckily a priest was coming by and he saw the guy that was beat up laying there and oh wait, he went to the other side of the road. Then this Levite, this religious guy was coming by And he saw the guy and he avoided him, avoided the injured man. But a Samaritan was traveling down the road, came up on him. And when he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. See, our heart is moved to be a blessing because we understand everything we've got came from God. That's what the Samaritan here. He saw the man and he gave him first aid, took care of it, bandaged up his wounds, Put him up on his donkey, took him to a motel, made him comfortable, paid the innkeeper, and said, take good care of him. And if it costs more than what I gave you, on my way back through, just make a tab. I'll pay it off when I come back through. What do you think? Which of the three became a neighbor to the man that was attacked by robbers? And the one who treated him kindly, said the religious scholar. And Jesus said, yes, now you go and do the same thing. You go and do the same thing. So it's a really simple story, but in this story, I saw four different mindsets. And I would say that everyone in this room has one of these four mindsets. I'm gonna give them to you real quick. We'll start with the lowest, we'll move our way up. We got about 11 minutes to do this. Y'all ready? If you got a pen, write them down. If you got your phone, write it, put them in there. If you're not taking notes, just go ahead and write these down. The first mindset that I saw and that people have is the mindset of the robber. The story, man's going down the road, robber sees him and decides to take his stuff. From the robber's point of view, his mindset regarding possessions was this, what's yours is mine and I'm gonna take it. What's yours is mine because that's what robbers do, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. Now, I know immediately you hear that and you think, well, okay, Dave, that's great. That's not me. Though. I'm not that kind of person. I mean, I'm, I could pass that one pretty, pretty easy. I passed the test. So go on to the, the, the next one. But what, what we don't understand is that all of us were born robbers. All of us, wherever, every one of us, we were born in sin, we were born into selfishness and and there's a little bit of robber in every one of us. What's yours is mine. In fact, it's real interesting in the Old Testament, there's a scripture in Malachi chapter three that talks about it a little bit. Jesus looked at us and and, and said, you have robbed me. We're like, what? How in the world? Look, look um, let me show it to you real quick. Malachi three, begin by being honest, verse eight. Do honest people rob God, but you rob me day after day. He say, well, how do we rob you? With the tithe and offering, that's how. Um, well, what do you mean the tithe and offering? Now you're under a curse, a whole lot of you, because you're robbing me. Bring your full tithe to the, to the temple treasury so that there's ample provision in the, in the temple. Test me and see if I'll not open up the windows of heaven. That sounds good. Pour out blessings on you beyond your wildest dreams. Wow. Have you you ever thought to yourself, well, how could I rob God? I mean, he has everything, right? I mean, how could I rob God? Everything's his. and, And he says, when you don't have the right mindset about possessions, about your things, somehow you think what's his is yours. I mean, we don't rob him like Like, he's going to go bankrupt. I mean, you can be stingy if you want to. You can stay stingy, and you don't have to give anything. Don't worry. God will survive. Okay? He's just trying to say, look, if you want to be blessed beyond your wildest dreams, here's something. Here's a principle for you. Try this. It's not like God's up there pacing heaven today going, oh, I hope Dave tithes. Oh, I need Dave to tithe. We just bought all these new robes for the angels. I don't know how we're going to pay for any of this. God's going to be okay. It's just a mindset that's going to rob you. He says, you robbed me. I think the biggest thing when we don't tithe, and all tithe is just a Bible. It's just a math word. It's not a Bible word. It's a math word. It means 10, 10%. When we don't honor God with our tithe, what we do is we rob him of the opportunity to bless us. Right? So that's one of the big things you're, you're robbing God of. Don't, so... so So don't miss this this incredible, generous, benevolent God wants to come into your life. He wants to bless you. But the moment you and I look and say, it's mine. No, that's mine. We get that kind of immature, that toddler. anybody Anybody got any toddlers? You know, they're like, that's mine. If you touch it, it's mine. If you want to play with it, it's mine. It's mine. And we a lot of times get that same kind of mindset. But it's God's guarantee. It's God's guarantee to bless us if you'll start tithing, if you'll start honoring God. He said, he'll bless you and he'll bless you like never before. If you've never tried it, just give it a shot. Only place he said, test me. If it doesn't work, quit doing it. Obviously, God's lying. I mean, if God's not telling the truth, how many want to find out now? right, you don't want to get to heaven. It's a motel. He tricked us. I mean, he's either telling the truth or he's, or he's not. But let me give you the second one. Let me give you the second one. Uh, the the priests and the Levite, they kind of had the same mindset. And their mindset was, what's mine is mine and I'm going to keep it. What's mine? Jesus tells a story. They see the guy who's been robbed. He's been beat up. What do they do? They just walk on past him to the other side. They don't want to be troubled. They got stuff going on. It's kind of like, hey, we got an opportunity to buy this building. Some of you are like, okay, yeah, great. Uh, I'm not, not going to help. What's mine is mine. I'm, I'm keeping what's, what's mine. You know, you guys figure it out. But just let me know where you're meeting and I'll show up. That's kind of a mindset that, but 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 you know they're busy. They're on their way to Jericho. They got a meeting. They got to get to Starbucks, whatever it is. Here's the thing: how many know you can't take anything with you, right? My my grandfather used to always say, "You've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul," right? Um, he, He always said, "My goal my goal is to die broke and exhausted. I want to use it all all of my gifts, all of my talents." all my resources, I'm going to die broke and exhausted. I heard about a guy, told his wife, said, hey, when I die, I want to take all my money. I'm taking it all with me. So I want you, when I die, get it all together and I want you to put it in the casket so I can take it with me. So a few years later, he died. His wife gathered all the money together. The day the evening, they had the funeral, they're getting ready to close the casket. She said, wait a minute. She runs up, puts a box in the casket. They close the casket. Her friend said, what was that? She said, well, a few years ago, my husband made me promise that I would put all the money that he had in the casket with him so he could take it. She goes, are you, did you, have you lost your mind? What are you doing? He's dead, he will not even know. She said, no, I made a promise and I'm gonna fulfill it. So when he died, I went and I gathered up all this money, he had some cash over here, some money over there. I got it all together. I put it in the bank and I wrote him a check. That's what she put in the casket. I like, I like her. I like her. Wisdom, wisdom. Wisdom, yeah. The third kind of mindset. The third kind of mindset. And this is what the most, most of us have it here. The majority of Christians would have this kind of mindset. Now, I will tell you, it's not the highest mindset. Remember, we started with the lowest. We're working our way up. We would think this, and and I hope, I hope you at least have this mindset. I hope you've at least made it this far. And that's the mindset of the good Samaritan. What's mine is yours yes. and I'm going to give it. Yes. I mean, that sounds good, right? What's mine is yours. I mean, he probably wasn't thinking, you know, he wasn't planning on stopping. He wasn't planning on helping someone. He, didn't, he had to stop, bandage this guy up, take out some money. I mean, he, he did all this. Why? Because he realized what's mine is yours. You ever had someone like that? Well, that guy give you the, Shirt off his back. Just such a giver, always willing to help. Hey, how can I help? That's what this guy added. And you notice the priest, the Levite, the good Samaritan, all of them saw the exact same problem. They see this guy, he's been beat up, he's been robbed. They all saw the same thing. They all had an opportunity to help the guy. They all also had a reason not to help the guy. They had stuff going on, but their mindsets were different. The priest and the Levites saw the guy, they weren't gonna be inconvenienced. But this good Samaritan, he said, if I don't stop and help, this man will die. If I don't stop, and his heart, he didn't let his heart be filled with indifference. But if I do stop, I can make a difference. You can make a difference through your generosity. You can make your difference. And they all, they all were in the same setting. They all saw the same guy. It's kind of like all of you are here in the same service. Come on! All of you heard the same message, but how are you going to respond? Yeah. Yeah, See, they all responded differently. So when when people say, I, I, "I don't know if I if I've ever had the opportunity to make a difference," yeah. I'm going to tell you, you do today. You have an opportunity. Yeah. Today you have an opportunity to make a difference. In fact if you've if you've ever had a mindset that wasn't quite right when it came to possessions, right now in the last two minutes, this is your chance to change your mindset and go to the highest level. The highest level. Tell the person next to you and say this is your chance right here. Because the greats, the greats are willing to change. There's a whole chapter in this book on adaptability. Because the greats are willing to adapt to change. And and, and look, here's what here's what happened. This is this is the best one right here. Last one. This is the mindset we should all have. What's mine is not even mine. It's all his. I'm just here to manage it. What's mine is not even mine. I'm just here to manage it. It's all God's. What does it say in Psalms 24? The earth is the Lord's. Everything in it, the world, and all of its people belong to Him. What's mine is not even mine. When I understand that it's not mine, I no longer want to control it, I I no longer want to hold on to it. I'm just here to manage it. If He needs it, it's available. It's his anyway. And when you get that kind of mindset, if you're here today, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're at the other campus, but you're in this room and you're having a battle with God over your possessions, over what you've got, you have forgotten that they're not your possessions. They're his possessions. You've forgotten that they're his. And when you begin to understand that, see, it's his money. It's his possessions. Everything we've got, it's not yours. It's not mine. It's his. Say that. Say it's his.
0: Not
1: too many said it. Not too many said it. That's true. Say this with me get say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. When you understand it's all his. It's yours anyway. It's always been yours, God. I thank you for mindsets. Thank you for the opportunities to change our mindsets, Lord. When it comes to possessions, Lord, the message today has been been taught. I thank you that the different mindsets have been understood. I think your people have caught it. I think I, I, I'm, I'm I'm thankful. Some for maybe for the first time in their life, they're getting an understanding that none of it's theirs anyway. The fact that we woke up this morning and had breath in our body, is because of you. Lord, when we understand that we're just here to manage it, to steward it, we'll give it quickly, we'll give joyfully, we'll give unselfishly, because we know it's not ours anyway. So Lord, we repent today of any kind of wrong mindsets and we, 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 we change our thinking. We change our mindset. Lord, I ask you today to move us into new levels of blessing that we've never experienced before. For you love the world so much that you gave. Give us the mindset of a giver. Make us more like you today. You know, just before we close, maybe you're here today and you've, you've never made a decision to put God first in your life. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Maybe you're watching online. I will tell you this life goes better when you put God first. How many have experienced that? Life goes better when you put God first and maybe you're here and you've never made the decision to put God first maybe you're here and you say Dave at one point in my life God was first place but if I'm real honest right now he's not I've allowed some other things to come before God maybe it's a job maybe it's a relationship but you say Dave when I leave here today I'm making a decision I'm putting God back first place in my life or I'm putting God first place in my life Maybe for the first time, life goes better when you put God first. I'm telling you, when you put God first, He'll take you places you've never dreamed of. I'm gonna to count to three. Heads bowed across the room. You can bow your heads just from a moment line. When I count to three, if that's you, just pop up a little hand emoji. If you're on the campus just pop up your, your hand right there. If you're in this room, You say, Dave, when you pray that prayer, pray for me. I'm ready to put God first. I'm ready to put God back first place in my life. When you pray that prayer, pray for me. If that's you, you know if it's you today. One, two, three. Real quick, across the room. Let me see your hand across. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, lady. Thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you up at the top. God bless you watching online. Father, I thank you. For those that have made a decision today to put you first you said it's as simple as this if we would believe in our heart and say with our mouth jesus christ is lord that we'd be saved i want everyone to say those words everyone in the room just say these words with me say jesus christ is my lord if you said that for the first time or the very first time the first time in a long time I think you made the best decision you could ever make. And if you made that decision, I can't think of any greater place to grow in that journey with God and to grow in that relationship than right here at Journey Church. I'm telling you what, you made a good decision today and God has great things in store for your future. Come on, can we put our hands together for those who said yes to Jesus today.
0: hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.